introduced this concept of transformers, right? And, and the songs, if we were to let the song continue to play out, you would have heard things like transformers more than meets the eye, robots in disguise, right? Is it a car? Is it a robot? Yes. Is it a helicopter? Is it a robot? Yes. It's all those things. That's what was so great about transformers. So I wanted to bring a few pictures of transformers. Except I've got to get my uh, clicker out here so I can advance the slides. Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Jazz, Ratchet, Ironhide. Anyone know this one? Blackout, Starscream. Have you ever noticed this thing before? Yeah. As a child who grew up during the 80s, who loved Transformers, I can't help but think of Transformers when I see that thing. <laughs> that's not what it's intended to be. That, that's supposed to be a dove, the Holy Spirit, descending upon uh, Christ and his baptism, reminding us of the work and spirit that he does as he uh, is over those waters of the baptismal font. As we wrestle with some of the core beliefs of the Christian faith, that's what we've kind of been going through over the course of the last number of weeks, I don't think it was intended by the original artist, but there is something we can learn with regards to our spiritual life and the understanding of the Christian faith with regards to this Holy Spirit that may recall for some of us transformers. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gift of another day, the gift of life that you have given us, not only to this day, but the gift of life in Jesus Christ. And we pray that as we are gathered here together, you would continue to encourage us with your word of grace and peace and mercy and strengthen us for the lives that we have in this world. We pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen. So a little bit of a rewind. You know, last week, if you were with us, Vicar Jonathan Reese, uh, he brought up a different cultural uh, icon, Zombies. Comparing us to zombies that we are, these are his words, shambling, consuming, rotting meat bags, the walking dead, and there is nothing that we can do to change that. As we wrestle with that's who we are as we walk through this life, but that, Scripture tells us that we have Christ, who came into our world in order that we would no longer be dead, but that we would be made alive through his death, his resurrection, in the life that he promised. These were some of the words from Ephesians that were said, You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. And if we were to go on to read that, we'd see more of this. But God, who is rich in his mercy, when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. If we were to take a look at that even further along, it would talk more about that grace. That by grace you've been saved, through faith. That this grace, it's, it's not of your own doing. No, it's the work of God. It's God's gift. There is no room for us to brag or to boast because this is not the result of our work, but at, it, rather it is God's work in us. But here's how I still think we think about Christ and what he accomplished on the cross. See, in our world, we understand, you know what, everyone needs someone to give them the opportunity. Everyone needs someone to give them a hand up in this world, but that we need to make sure that we walk through that opportunity. 
that we make the most of every opportunity, that we are able to therefore prove our worth, to prove we were worth the investment, to demonstrate a good return to that individual for their investment in us. And we apply that to Christ. Sure, things aren't always all that great, and so we need someone to clean the slate. But now it's our responsibility to step through that, to walk in that, to make the most of the opportunity, to show him that it was a good, that there's a good return on the investment that he has made based on the way that we then move forward in this. So then we get to sections of things that say things like this. Don't conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed. As a child, when I think about the concept of transformers, this is what a child would do. We would pretend we were these transformers, and so then there was a specific noise you had to make. And then you'd run around, and now you were a car. And now you're a robot, right? And so as a child, you would repeat this sound because that's how transforming works. So when we hear these words, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed, we think, let's talk back about being those zombies that were referenced last week. Okay, I'm going to stop shambling. (laughs) Nothing. I'm going to stop consuming. Nothing. I'm going to stop being a rotting meat bag. Nothing. You see, if we were to take a look at John chapter 3, Jesus said this. That's because flesh gives birth to flesh. So we keep getting stuck in the mindset that says somehow we can, out of if we really are these dead rotting meat bags of flesh, that we can somehow change all of that. And that our actions and activities can somehow be changed with that. And so then we say, well, then what are we supposed to do? That's kind of a hopeless situation. Jesus didn't stop there. There was a but. (laughs) Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You see, this is what we understand as we take a look at what God has revealed through Jesus Christ to us and in this world. That the Holy Spirit is the transformer. He is the transformer. Because the Holy Spirit, who is the one... We we give him that name, Holy Spirit, not because he's holy. We don't say Holy Son and Holy Father. It's Holy Spirit. Is, Is he the only one that's holy out of the three of them? No, we know they're all holy. We give him the name holy because he's the one who makes holy. This isn't a word. Don't use it in paper. He holies us. All the English professors are losing it. Right? He is the transformer. You see, in John, we know John 3 for verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So the life that he gives, the bringing us from death to life, he gives through faith. How do we have that faith? Scripture says you cannot confess Christ as Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit. And Scripture tells us that we are washed, sanctified, justified in the name of Christ by the Spirit of God. In John 1, if you were to go a little further from these words that Jesus said, it says, look, all this happened and took place. You were made a child of God, not by some blood or flesh or will of man, but only by God. And that is through His Spirit. So when we take a look at our, fle- our faith, even faith is the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. So I, I, for example, can look back on my own life of faith and say, well, I've been a Christian 
I guess my whole life. That's an accurate statement. But here's what we don't always see. As a baby walked by parents to a baptismal font handed over to the arms of some pastor who then sprinkled water over me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's the Holy Spirit made a child of God. As a little boy sitting in a Sunday school class hearing a, a teacher give a, an explanation of a Bible lesson. There's the work of the Holy Spirit teaching and increasing in faith. A pastor preaching a sermon one Sunday, another Sunday, any number of Sundays about that would point and direct someone to the assurance of God's forgiveness in Christ. There's the Holy Spirit, the transformer at work in ways that we do not always see or realize, but it is He who transforms us. Now maybe your story is different than mine. Maybe you came to faith in Christ in a later point in your life. And so you may say something like this, well, I came to believe and so I asked Christ into my life. But we don't, what we don't always see is that this is what is kind of going on behind the scenes. A friend or a family member first mentions life in Christ and freedom from sin. The Holy Spirit is present in the midst of those words and explanations. The questions are, are peaked as an interest is peaked as you look more into the Word of God and what it may have to say. The Holy Spirit, the transformer at work in the midst of our lives. The reality beginning to sink in more and more as you look deeply into what Scripture says and examining more closely what it means to say that Christ is indeed Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit at work, transforming us by lives. He is the one who fully calls us into the gospel and into this life. And then, cognizant of what you are doing, walking to a pastor in front of a congregation in order to be baptized. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and His work of transformation. That which is born of Spirit is Spirit. And it's not only about being called into faith, but it's true about our everyday lives. The one who has made us holy still makes us holy every day. You see, we realize that Christ and his death doesn't mean that our thoughts, our words, our deeds don't matter anymore. That it's okay because God will simply forgive us. No, we know that he wants us to not be conformed anymore to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed. But then we look around and we see the lives of other Christians. We look inwardly at ourselves and we see our own lives. And we still see a mess, the brokenness in those lives. And the Holy Spirit is there saying, you are washed, forgiven, renewed, redeemed, made alive, a holy child of a living God. The Holy Spirit transforming in our lives. And we can go on with situation after situation 
when we're tempted, strongly pulled to disobey what we know is not good for ourselves and is not good for others and it is not pleasing to God, there is the Holy Spirit with His transforming voice that says, you don't need that. Remember, you were washed, forgiven, renewed, redeemed, made alive, a holy child of the living God. And then you sin. Again. Again. And it seems like no matter what, no matter what you try, that you just can't overcome it. That you are weak in your flesh, that you are weak in your faith, and all sorts of doubts and confusions and questions begin to rise in, and there's the Holy Spirit. You are washed, forgiven, renewed, redeemed, made alive, a holy child of the living God. And it's not just one thing, it's so many things. You know, all the while, I, I'm keeping up a good picture. Everyone else around me that thinks everything is just fine. They see the holy life that I'm living. They think that I'm good. But I look inside and I know my own thoughts and I know my own sins. I know my own deeds. And it is not good. And there's the Holy Spirit. You are washed, forgiven, renewed, redeemed, made alive, a holy child of the living God. Or you look and you say, my life is a mess. The peace is so broken. I don't even know where to begin in order to fix this. It's so bad that I don't even think Christ could fix this mess. You are washed, forgiven, renewed, redeemed, made alive, a holy child of the living God. See, if you take a look at Ephesians 2, it goes on to talk about the fact that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And we don't often realize that sometimes, uh, we, don't, we don't realize when we are doing them most of the time. When it is that we are walking in the, the obedient life that God desires for us, when we are doing those things that he has prepared in advance for us to do. But there's the transformer, the Holy Spirit. You are washed, forgiven, redeemed, renewed, made alive, a holy child of the living God. This is not of your doing. It is God's gift. There is no room for us to boast or brag because it's not the result of our work. It is God's work in us. So to say that we believe in the Holy Spirit, a statement of faith that Christians for centuries have been confessing very simply, simply means to say, I believe the Holy Spirit makes me holy, as his name says. And I will cling to that promise that is from God. Because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He is the one who made us holy. He is the one who still makes us holy each and every day. And then, on that day, when we pass from this life with the blink of an eye, he will perfect our holiness and will internally preserve us in it through the end in Christ Jesus until that day when he returns. All the dead in Christ are raised to life and are kept in righteousness and holiness for all eternity. The Holy Spirit the transformer in our lives by calling us to faith, making us holy, daily renewing us in making us holy, and holding us in the promise of the day when all will be perfected and brought to completion. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for your spirit without whom we are not able to get out of the mess of our flesh into the life that is given to us in Jesus Christ. 
We thank you for the way that you have created faith in us, the way that you constantly are at work behind the scenes to cultivate us in us faith that trusts and clings to your word of promise. We see every day how we fall short of what it is that you would desire for us, for our own good and for the good of those around us, and we pray that you would continue to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct each and every day of our lives. Help us to cling, not to our work, but rather to the work that you do in us. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.